Hello and welcome to a very spooky special Halloween episode of Retrospection. My name's Paul and tonight I'll be having the Monster Mash. And my name's Colin and it's going to take more than a poke in the ribs to put down this old dog. On this episode we'll be taking a look at Jason X, which is the 10th instalment in the Friday the 13th series, or Jason in Space. I can't believe there's nine previous films. <laughs> <laughs> it's not surprising that they went somewhere different with it though, is it really? Where else would they go? Jason Underwater? Well, have you have you not seen all the various incarnations that they thought of before they came and settled on space? No. They wanted to join NASCAR, Jason, apparently. NASCAR? Yeah. How would that work? He's driving around. He's driving around <laughs> leaning out the window. <laughs> He's chasing leaning people. Out the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the various ones. They wanted to do one on a boat. So we've been Jaws with Jason kind of thing. Okay. Jason. Jason. <laughs> Very good. Thanks. Yeah, but they settled on space in the end. Phew, glad they did. Really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the film was directed by uh, James Isaac, uh, director of such classics as 1989's Host 3, The Horror Show, and uh, 2008's Pig Hunt. Pig Hunt? Pig Hunt. You want to see that, don't you? I want to see Pig Hunt. Is it exactly as it sounds? Just people hunting for a pig? Oh, I... is it a pig hunting for other people? That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, see? So many ways you could go. Yeah, yeah. The guy's dead, by the way. Oh, he is? Yeah. So you're not going to get a pig hunt too? No. So don't, don't get invested in it. All right. Uh, the film stars uh, Lexa Doig. Is that how you pronounce it? That's how you pronounce it, yes. Yes. Looked into it, have you? Oh, yes. Wait, that sounded far worse than it should have done. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait. Heavy research, Colin. Is that, is that what you've been doing? Yeah, I mean, she's um, one of those actresses that... You don't recognise the name. She's not like a huge big star, but when you look at her IMD page, she's been in pretty much every genre show since the 2000s. She has. I think the one that, that I remember is um, Andromeda, which also starred um, Lisa Ryder, who's also in this movie. Yeah, and they actually had a date when they were going to start filming Andromeda, and this film had to finish being made no matter what, because they were leaving. They were contracted to leave. I would imagine it, it probably didn't go over schedule this movie. I don't know. They didn't have a script. <laughs> but yeah, Alexa Doig, she's done... Well, she was in the uh, Professionals reboot, the CI5 New Professionals. Really? Yep, she was in that. I know um, she's in Arrow at the moment. She's in Arrow at the moment. And like mm-hmm. you said, she did Andromeda. She was in Stargate SG-1. Of course, yes. Mm, yes. She appeared in an episode of Eureka. She appeared in a few episodes of V. So she's in a lot of things that uh, are no longer with us. Yeah, Primeval New World. Oh, wow. Continuum. <laughs> she's killed a few shows, then. She kept them going for as long as she could. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, tomato, tomato, isn't it? Flash Garden, Tech War. Oh. <laughs> FX, the series. I didn't even know there was one. Neither did I. I'm just surprised that there's even a second movie. Yeah. So pretty much every genre you could think of, right? Every genre mm. show. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. The film also stars uh, Jonathan Potts as Professor Lowe. Uh, Lisa Ryder, as we said, as KM14. Yes. Peter Mensah as Sergeant Brodsky and Kane Hodder as Jason. And a whole host of faceless, nameless people that I'm not even going to bother mentioning. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Well, they're irrelevant, basically, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the machete fodder is what is what they are. Absolutely. Jason X cost eleven million dollars and grossed almost seventeen million worldwide. So, mm, 
That's a result, I suppose. The, the second number is bigger than the first number. You are correct. That's right. Yeah. We've seen worse. Oh, yeah, we show. have. Yes. Yes. Well, we say that, but. Yeah. So we've seen worse. Right. We've seen worse. We've seen worse financial statements than that. Oh, we've seen worse films than this too. Oh, don't spoil it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God, you're, you're always jumping ahead. Oh, really? Me? Yeah, relax. Yeah. Take take your time with it. All right. Enjoy it. So, uh, have you got any other tidbits or? No, you like to no. throw at me. No, you pretty much no. covered everything that I know about it. As I said, this is the first time watch for me. You've seen it a few times before, and for some strange unknown reason, you own it. Yes, I do. I assume it yes. came free in a box or something. No, I paid actual cash money for it. Why? <laughs> I don't own all the Friday the Thirteenth films. Oh, just the good ones. Just the good ones. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I like that you've got you know a standards. <laughs> I own three, actually, but I won't tell you what the other two are yet. Well, no, ask, ask me later. Well, yeah, I said I won't tell you what the other two are. Oh, okay. I said three. Yeah, sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> well, this is going to go well, isn't it, if you're not listening? <laughs> I don't normally. Is, is this why I'm, I'm doing this today? Yeah, that's why you're doing... You're, so you you're in the driving seat, so I can just sit back and, and relax. All right, okay. Maybe the listeners will say that they don't want me to do it anymore. I'm sure they'll, they'll, they'll miss they'll miss your wonderful tones. No, I think it's fine. Okay, shall we get into it? Uh, you know, I want the trailer first. Oh, we normally do that. See, I'm not the professional like you. <laughs> Play the trailer. In the year 2455, on a routine training mission, a team of students is about to discover a life form frozen in time. Wow. They're on their way back. Prepare for docking and power up the lab. You brought them on board? Everything's under control, man. What the hell is going on? Jason Voorhees, that's what's going on. He's an unstoppable killing machine. Ah! Guys, it's okay. He just wanted his machete back. How do we get off the ship? I don't know. Look, we're going to be all right. What? Are you high? Uh oh. You have got to get them out of there. Hey, Slappy! I think we're finally okay. What the hell is that? You've got to be kidding me. Oh, wow. It's been modified. Oh, you think? You guys might want to run. Well, I'm glad we played that. Yeah, basically, again, told you everything you need to know about this film. Let's go. First thing we get is the New Line Cinema logo. You don't see that very often anymore, do you? No, it's pretty much in the wheelhouse of our usual Dimension films and uh, what's the other one that you like to choose all the time? Canon. Canon, yeah. See, it's, it's up there with those. I would imagine, though, that New Line and, and Dimension were a slight step above Canon at this point. 
Okay. You know, the, the, the movie's had some budget. That is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in a in a how would you rank it? Would you rank it New Line, Dimension, Canon? Uh yeah. I think I I think New Line and Dimension are pretty much on the same level as each other. They're both they're both kind of genre horror based um studios, weren't they? Okay. Yeah. So so yeah, but Canon Canon were the bottom of the barrel most of the <laughs> most of the time they existed, I would have thought. Yeah. Okay, so we, we see a hellscape. Uh, lots of burning buildings, fire, ominous music playing. It's a bit like Wigan on a Friday night, isn't it? <laughs> oh, doing, doing jokes as well now. Interesting. I am. Yes, yes. Uh, we get the title, Jason X. Um, but it's not a hellscape, is it? Because what we're no. actually inside is Jason's head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was surprised at that. Yeah, that, that I, I couldn't remember that either. But then again, I couldn't remember a lot about this film, which shows you how much I've actually watched it. So. Yeah, but I thought I thought it was a good credit sequence. It always is. I mean, the camera spinning around all the blood vessels, and you know, it's nicely done. I think I can fairly say at this point that it's a credit sequence that is better than the actual film deserves. Hmm. Well, it's arguable. I think. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, this this uh, this director has obviously got vision. It does help to be able to see. <laughs> Maybe not in this case, but it does. <laughs> Again, you're jumping ahead. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an affecting opening sequence. And, and then right at the very end of the sequence, we get the iconic uh, Friday the 13th music, don't we? The kill, 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 kill. If you say so. Again, I'm not a big Friday the 13th fan. Well, I do so. say so. We do get that. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the, the, the audience may have heard it already yeah. at the start of the podcast. Yeah, possibly. But if you don't put it on, then they haven't. So there you I go. Know. So it could be a very strange conversation we're having. I know. So we get a we get some subtitles. We get location Crystal Lake Research Facility. Mm-hmm. Subjects Jason Voorhees. Mm-hmm. Status awaiting cryogenic suspension. Mm-hmm. And I'm already going. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> well, like I assume we're supposed to be in 2008 at this point. I'm, I'm, who knows? <laughs> who knows? So, but it's it's supposed to be close to present time, right? At this point, I think so. Yeah, they they seem to be familiar with with cryogenic suspension, don't they? Like it's an everyday thing. Yeah, yeah. Like they they just mm-hmm. always use it. And they're keeping Jason chained up in a big empty hangar with one guard. Why why don't they put him in a cell? Well, he always breaks out. Oh, he's not going to break out of a giant room. But but if if he's in a giant room hung up with mm. nothing else around him, at least you'll see him coming, won't you? Clearly, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a fair point, actually. Yeah, but but one guard as well. I know, right? And not even a just just like a, a kid, really. And what did he do to get that job? I mean, that's got to be he must have pissed someone off severely somewhere at work, hadn't he? Oh, where did he start off? What was he doing at the beginning? I mean, is this like? After he's been doing other things before, what kind of terrible job do you get before this one? Maybe, maybe he gets the horror icon detail. Maybe he moved from Freddy Krueger onto uh, onto this guy. Yeah, I mean, he's going, he's... he's going up the ladder rather than down it. Yeah, or maybe you know he's a security guard at Best Buy on a Black Friday. Maybe that's where you start <laughs> off dealing with people. I would imagine that that probably sets you in good stead for dealing with Jason Voorhees. 
Yeah, it's a similar kind of person you're going to be handling. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, the psychopath. Psychopath. <laughs> so Jason starts to give him the eye, and he takes. He doesn't actually. Person. Sorry, the way you said that makes it sound like he takes it out and passes it to him. <laughs> well, that kind of does happen later. Well, yeah. scene. <laughs> <laughs> it was just funny. So the guard's uncomfortable, and he throws a sheet over him. Right. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe, you know, maybe Jason didn't want to look at the guy in the first place, and once the sheet's over, he's like, thank Christ for that. Yeah, right. How does how does Jason eat? Does he, well, does he, he eat? I wouldn't imagine he does eat, because he's dead, isn't he? So he's actually dead. Well, is, I always thought that the implication was that he was kind of, like, just reanimated, and that's why you can't kill him. Hmm, Okay. But we do get a line later where they mention his um, enormous healing abilities, don't they? Oh, I wonder what he was going to say then. Yeah, we do. <laughs> well, he is a big guy. Massive hands, apparently. Oh. Yep. So um, we get um, a cameo here from a very famous film director, don't we? We do. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's David Cronenberg. <laughs> I can say, was I watching the wrong film again? <laughs> Yeah, David Cronenberg turns up playing Dr. Winner, and he arrives with some scientists, and he says that he's taking the specimen away. Right, because they want to <clears throat> study his rapid cellular regeneration and use it as a weapon. The first thing that popped into my head at this point was, is this an X-Men film? Yeah, that's true. It's the yeah. kind of thing that you see in an X-Men movie, isn't it? It certainly is, yeah. yeah. But uh, Rowan, Alexa Doig... She says that she's that she's not ready for this, that um, that this is a really big mistake. And um, they just tell her to put the kettle on, love, and move off, don't they? They do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the fools. They go into the big room and they pull the sheets off, but oh, it's not Jason anymore. It's the... It's the uh, Steven Spielberg. It's Steven Spielberg. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not. No, no. No, it's the unfortunate guard. Now, how did he manage this? I have no idea because he's pretty he's pretty seriously chained up. And this is another thing that confused me with the time period because we've got cryogenics, but we only mm -hmm. appear to have really terrible old-style padlocks. Uh, yeah, and you know what? I didn't think of that. That's true, isn't it? Yeah, it's like they spent all the budget on cryogenics and then went, what are we chaining him up with? Oh, um... And they're rusty as well. Yeah, they're not new. So... They're not new, no. In fact, I think they look like the ones that I've got on my garage door. Oh. I haven't got a Jason in there. Oh, okay. Sure, that was going to be my next question. I'm slightly worried no, there. No, no. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, so... he escaped. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. It's just an empty sheet. That's because I'm using those bloody old padlocks. Yeah, right. <laughs> You don't learn, do you? I don't know. You did, I would. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's not there, and then suddenly Jason attacks, and he starts taking out all the guards, and he uses his super strength chain attack move. He takes them out. Nice dinner. Little romantic movie. <laughs> so you mean? That would be something, wouldn't it? It would be different. Very different direction for the film to take if it just cuts them sat at a restaurant. <laughs> Candlelit. You don't, you don't talk much, do you? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> trying to start a conversation with the guy, it's difficult. He's trying to, you know? does that scene from Lady and the Tramp with the, the spaghetti, but he's still got the mask on? Gonna <laughs> suck it up underneath. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, so tell me, Jason, do you, do you come here often? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Are you seeing well, anyone at the moment? Mm. And then and then you get annoyed because the music could be Unchained Melody will be playing. <laughs> so, Jason, that's a, that's an interesting um, machete that you got there. Where did you get that? Mm. We can do we can do this for hours. Yeah, we? We probably could, probably will. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he's taking out all the. Um, all the uh, guards, and then mm-hmm. you get a, a very funny shot of David Cronenberg doing the worst running away you've ever seen. Did you notice this? Yeah, yeah. He looked like like he was running in slow motion. It was like something from a Scooby Doo cartoon. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was waiting for the background to keep coming back back all the time. You see the same tree go past him. <laughs> right, that's true. That's true. Although, in fairness, though, Jason yeah. would win if it wasn't always for those meddling kids. This is true. This is true. I wonder what would happen if he pulled his mask off. He'd be the gardener. Yeah. Why you? Oh, oh Scrappy Doo. Scrappy. Oh, don't talk to me about Scrappy Doo. There you go. Drop kit that. Okay. <laughs> uh... <laughs> he was, wasn't he? Yeah. I get it from me. I'm not the one that's defending Scrappy Doo. <laughs> don't go looking at me for that. <laughs> So Winner gets spiked, literally, doesn't he? Yeah. And then the general crashes through the door, almost falling onto Rowan. We get some very excellent acting from both of them, I thought, at this point. Can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. Oh, I'm being sarcastic. Oh, okay. I mean, mostly the acting in this film is pretty bad, I would say. Yeah, it's 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 not great, except for Lexus. She's good. I may be biased. So... At this point, I'm thinking to myself, Jason, he's this legendary serial killer. He's killed almost 200 people at this point, so they reckon. And they've, they can't dispose of him by conventional means. So you'd think that there'd be a whole platoon of soldiers there, wouldn't you, just to make sure that this transfer goes smoothly. But they turn up with about four guys and a, and a general. Why is a general there? Yeah, there's no reason why a general's there. Hmm. It's just to make sure it the padlocks up. are on tight. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> He's the general of the padlock. Yeah. They do underestimate him. What, Jason? Yes, they do underestimate his power. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so Rowan's laying on the floor, and this, this general has a nice death scene. Mm-hmm. And suddenly Jason appears behind her somehow. Right, right. He didn't come through the door. So how did he get there? Uh, uh, come on. Hmm. I want answers. Okay. He, um, he, um, oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it is an X-Men film. Maybe you can also teleport. Well, there's Jason X. Very, oh, I never put that together. Oh, jeez. Wow. Wouldn't that be, that would make a good movie, wouldn't it? You put Jason in with uh, Wolverine. Jason X-Men. Jason (laughs) (laughs) X-Men. Uh, anyway, uh... (laughs) So uh, Rowan, she grabs a shotgun, right. and we get a protracted sequence of cat and mouse between Jason and Rowan, don't we? And you love those scenes. Normally I do. Well, I mean, you're, you're, I know what you're getting at. You're getting at aliens, aren't you? I'm getting at every time we have one of these cat and mouse scenes in every film we've ever seen, you moan about it. Well, it's because they're boring. Right. <laughs> but it's, you, know, you, know, you know they're going to get together eventually, so just get to it. Okay. But then again, this movie's only, what, an hour and 26 minutes long or whatever, so they need all the running time they can get, really, don't yeah, they? Yeah, apparently it is. What do you mean by that? 
Oh, I was more surprised than me when I got to the end of it. Were you really? <clears throat> yeah, it felt like two days. Oh, wow, okay. Right. So she's uh, she tries to entice him into the cryo chamber, but, you know, he wasn't born yesterday, was he? He's no. like, you know, because how many times has he been in this situation? So she uses a shotgun to push him back into the chamber. Mm-hmm. And um, it, I love the look on his face. I mean, I know you can't see his face, but Kane Hodder does do a good job in this film, I think, of, of the way he stands and his body posture, giving you the impression that he's like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> All right. I didn't really get that, but. Oh, no, there's better examples of it later as well. I okay. Think. But when you're. You know, the best actor in your film is the guy wearing the hockey mask playing Jason. You've got some issues. Lex is perfectly fine. Oh, I forgot. Yes, sorry. Sorry. You're going to defend her with your life, aren't you? Uh, Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Until we watch CI5 New Professionals and then we won't bother. (laughs) Good good to know. Um, So she shuts the door and she freezes him, but not before he cuts through the door and straight into her. So now, what's this door made out of? Yeah, right, paper. Mm-hmm. Because it's supposed to be, you know, sealed to, so the cryogenic fluid doesn't escape. So you would expect it to be pretty tough. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he just goes straight through it. And am I missing something? But where did he get his machete from? Um, they keep it nearby. It's his favourite one. You know, they chain him up. And are they taunting him with it while he's chained up? Going, look, no, you really want this. Just out of reach. Yeah, you're holding it up to him going, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe that stupid kid who covered him up in the first place. Keeping his machete nearby just to... Just to annoy him. It's not It's not, It's not. not the most well-thought-out thing, though, is it? No, no. No. So the coolant's leaking out from the cryo chamber, and uh, her and Jason are both frozen in time. I like how he poses with the machete up. Yeah, like... <laughs> as he freezes. Yeah. <laughs> Like You've got to look good when they find you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So we fade to black, and then the next shot is people coming in, which I, I presume coming down the stairs into this room. Yeah, we're not given much detail at this point. No. no. Which is, I thought was a bit strange, considering we got subtitles at the start of the movie to say where we, where we were and what was going on. Yeah, you'd expect then, someone to tell you that we've gone, you know, we're now 445 years in the future, but you don't get anything. Well, you don't even find that out until later in the movie, do you, when someone mentions the date? No, you have to figure it out from the dialogue. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you're supposed to see all the futuristic tech that these people are carrying and think, oh, put two, two together, but uh, it's not very futuristic looking, is it? No, I didn't get that from what they were carrying. The only reason I knew was because they kept saying things like, um, well, when they, you know, they, mm-hmm. kept, they kept referring to things as being in the past all the time. That's right, yeah. So they, they come down into the cryo chamber and they're all wearing long coats and gas masks for some reason. And uh, they find the door to the cryo chamber. And an older man, Professor Lowe, asks what the big chamber is. And one of the students replies, it's like a big kind of frozen storage thing. Now, this guy was annoying, wasn't he? Yeah. As, Asriel? As, yes, yes, Asriel, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very annoying. One of the guys surmises that uh, it's a storage unit, but um, he's corrected by KM14, who tells him that it was actually created in 2010. Oh, 2010. 2010, yeah. So I guess that's where we we were. Hmm. Um, But other than from that, that's when you suddenly realise, oh, we're in the future now. Right, yeah, yeah. 
and she's acting weird, so there's clearly something not right about KM14 as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Her name, for one. Well, yeah, we could be futuristic, though, couldn't it? Oh, we're all called? Like, there's someone called KM13. You know, when you get things, oh, I'm Klaxar7 and all that kind of stuff. I'm KFC. KFC? <laughs> Who Look are you? D. Oh, I'm, I'm Look, B- Look D4. Yeah, B- BFG2. <laughs> I can't think of another one. <laughs> <laughs> so, they just they just open it up. Yeah, they're not worried about anything. Contamination. No disease safety protocols or anything. Just crack it open, see what's yeah. in there. And they find Jason, frozen solid, just as we last saw him. Right. It does look a bit comical, doesn't it? It does, and they don't seem to be bothered that he's carrying a giant machete. They probably don't know what one is. No, because then they, they have that conversation about what's on his face, or it's some mm-hmm. kind of breathing apparatus, and then they say, oh, no, it's a it's a hockey mask. And they're like, what's hockey? Oh, it's a sport that was banned in 2020 or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was the other thing. I was like, oh, we're in the future now. Okay. I wonder why they banned hockey, though. Yeah, right? Mm? What's so bad about hockey? Because at least you're wearing pads. Yeah. And a face mask. Did they ban all sports or just that one, do you think? Well, there's a lot of strange things that are going on in this alternative future. I mean, we, don't we, later in the movie, we get a reference to the Microsoft Wars that happened? Oh, yeah. Well, well Doug, those are going to happen. <laughs> yeah, you got the inside on that one, have you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I'll know, where to, I'll know where to come. <laughs> you got your bunker out there, have you? Yes, powered on OS X, because you can't power your bunker on Windows if there's a Microsoft war. <laughs> You've looked into it? Yeah, yeah. I hope you're not using rusty chains and padlock. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as we said, KM has an odd way of speaking. It's almost robot-like. Oh, really, you know, she, she has a robot, robotic way of talking and a, a robotic way of moving. And her features are very robotic. Do you think she's an alien? Mm, you're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's see how it goes. OK, apparently. yeah. <clears throat> so Professor Lowe says, don't touch anything. But Asriel, <laughs> he's a joker. He gets a coffee cup stuck to his hand. Did you laugh? Did you laugh um, at this? No. No, neither did I. I wouldn't imagine anyone did. Right. Even the people in the room with him didn't laugh. No, that's true. That's true. I would have laughed if he'd licked it and it had stuck to his tongue. That might have made me giggle. <laughs> I just, I, sorry, it was the fact that you said giggle. <laughs> Who giggles? Can you I like giggle? a giggle. I like a giggle. Right. Yeah, a giggle. Chuckle, giggle, okay. you know. It, it would have been funnier if he'd have licked Jason and, and his tongue would have stuck licked to it. Mach- machete. Lick the machete. Oh no, he licked his licked his mask. Yeah, that would have been good. I would have really. Because they don't know what it is, do they? So no, it could have been food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't know unless you try. That's true. It's always my motto. Right, right. Yeah, yeah it certainly is. <laughs> I mean, how do you know what it is unless you put it in your mouth, Colin? Absolutely. But that is how you ended up in hospital for those two weeks. <laughs> I thought you were going to say jail. <laughs> <laughs> well, that came afterwards. <laughs> They yeah, let they you recover. Wait. Yeah, they were waiting for me when I left. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so they find, and then they find Rowan on the floor, and she's perfectly preserved, apparently, isn't she? She's perfectly preserved. Mm-hmm. And K- KM suggests that they could revive her. So you can just revive anyone now in the future. 
Apparently. Well, yes, we can see that, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how badly you're injured. If... Surely there'd be overpopulation problems. Good point. No one would be dead. You die, you just bring it back. Mm. Maybe maybe the, the trade-off is that somewhere else someone's killed. We just dark. don't talk about <laughs> we don't talk about that in the film. <laughs> so you know you want to bring grandma back, you got to go off and uh, kill some random. Yeah, yeah, that's how it works. It's a one in one out system. Um, all I can say is I'm glad that you're not running any country. I, Although I say... you can't do any worse, can you? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So Jason becomes dislodged, doesn't he? And he falls. And he accidentally cuts off Asriel's arm. And at this point, mm. I went, I did laugh at this. Hey, did you laugh at that? Yeah. Mostly because it was him getting his arm cut off. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's standing there and he's, he's squealing as blood's pumping out of his arm. And KM gives him some drugs and then seems to seal up the stump with a bit of plastic. Yes. Yeah. It looked like when you pull a carrier bag tight over something, didn't it? It did, yeah. Which is probably what they were doing. <laughs> you just lucky it didn't say Tesco on it. That would have been. That would have been. <laughs> but then they just oh, in the future, all, all this technology is sponsored by Tesco. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, and for our American listeners who have no idea what Tesco is, Google it. We haven't got time to explain it, have we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a well, We do all the work. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> So they carry the bodies through um, a dusty wasteland. Sandstorms are blowing and there's derelict buildings in the background. Wigan mm. again. Yeah. Wow, you really got it in for Wigan tonight. They're not listening, are they? No. Well, every one guy is. <laughs> <laughs> but not anymore. <laughs> He's gone now. Dropping like flies around us. <laughs> <laughs> you got to say for a cheap movie, though, it does look quite good, this. The effect. I mean, the, a lot of the effects in this film, the space effects in particular that we'll get to in a minute, they, they do look quite good. For the yeah, time. I don't remember seeing anything that made me go, Ugh, or stood out to me as being particularly bad. So, yeah, I, I'll, I'll let you have that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. You've been kind to me just because you've given me this job tonight. Yeah. Uh, so they return to the ship, which is an interesting design. Yeah, and it's called the Grendel. Yeah, so that's, I thought and... that was quite good. It's good, but I suppose, but as try as hard as I could, I could not find a connection with the story of Grendel and the film. Oh, I think you're, you're, you're assuming too much there, I think. Well, there Colin. must be a reason why they used that name. They called it, could have called it the big shit flipper floppiness, and they didn't. <laughs> they went for Grendel, which is, you know... Couldn't, they couldn't fit that on the decal, could they, on the side? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> so I, I thought there might be something, but no. Did you notice that the little shit pod things that they fly look a little bit like hockey masks? No, I didn't. Mm. You take another mm. look, they do. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll stop. We can stop the podcast and you can go watch it again. No, oh, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder where we're going tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so they get to the, they're going back to the ship and the pilot, Fat Lou. Fat Lou, is that what it's called? Fat Lou, apparently. Oh, okay. I've got one of those upstairs. <laughs> For a wide load. Um, he wears a cowboy hat. Now, can you tell me another instance of a space cowboy pilot? Battle Beyond the Stars. Very good. Played by 
Um, the guy from Little House, the Waltons. Nope, he's Not in the movie. But no, he didn't he's play the, the space cowboy. Right okay. Oh, it's um, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing that. But, uh, it's uh, it's. I'll give uh, you a clue. He loves it right? when a plan comes together. Oh, Steven Spielberg. No, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's Harry Bosworth. <laughs> That's the guy, George Pappard. Thank you. Uh, totally lost his real name. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Cool. You got to say though, it, it, should I be worried when that thought about I was thinking about Battle Beyond the Stars popped into my head as I'm watching this, and I was thinking, oh, I'll have to watch that again sometime. Yeah, that that's that's not good. Mm. Mm. That thought that goes through your head, like if you've been driven to thinking that Battle Beyond the Stars is worth watching more than this, then you've hit rock bottom. <laughs> Oh, we can go deeper than that. <laughs> the ship takes off, um, and it's another nice effect. This ship, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, probably the ship. Yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. We see a few other crew members who I can't be bothered, as I say, remembering all their names because they're around. Uh, Kinza, if you say by so. Melody Johnson, Waylander, played by Derwin Jordan, Stony, played by Yanni Gelman. And uh, Adrian Thomas, played by Christy Angus, is the intern. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Okay. I'm glad you did it, not me. Uh, we meet uh, Sergeant Bronsky as well, who's very much a ripoff of the, the Sergeant guy in Aliens, I think. Yes. You know. I think that's what they were modelling on, mm-hmm. definitely. But there's a lot of Aliens stuff in this movie, isn't there? Yeah. Particularly later with the with the colonial marine type people that are on board yeah and they inform the crew that they've found two bodies one's female they say and fat lou replies female he doesn't get out much does he no he didn't he didn't need to see what she looked like or anything just the fact that she's female even though he's pretty much surrounded by quite attractive students he is who don't wear very much do they no so it's not like He'd been starved of female company. Maybe he only goes for the reanimated ones. Or, or before the reanimated ones. <laughs> yes, <maybe. laughs> he's dead. At this point, he doesn't know they're going to bring her back, does he? Right, yeah. So <laughs> he's, he's, he's basically really disappointed later when she's walking around. <laughs> yeah, basically, he's just gone like, oh, a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> and don't we also find out why Lowe, yeah, that he's in serious debt and that he calls has to call his financial backer? He does, um, but that that's, is that, is that later. That's sorry, later. I, okay, you, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, See we what also... it's like when when the other person jumps out. It's annoying, isn't it? Yeah, but you're better at maintaining than me. I'll get confused. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, oh. okay. So we also meet uh, Crewman Crutch. He's having a bit of a sleep, and you can tell he's a rebel because he's wearing a bandana and he's fat. He's wearing a what? Bandana. A bandana. Mm-hmm. Not a bandana, a bandana. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to seep in. I've lived here for nearly nine years now. Does, does, does anybody call them bandanas? Well, I just Tell did. Okay. <laughs> All right, if you like it. He wears a bandana. Didn't you say bandana earlier? No. Okay. <laughs> Oh, anyway. Um, <laughs> so the shuttle flies through the debris and docks with the mothership. 
Again, more good effects. Mm-hmm. And Fat Lou asks, what does she look like? And the crewman replies, hot and single. And Fat Lou, Fat Lou responds, ha, 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 I'm so lonely. How do they know she's single? Plus the fact they're jumping to conclusions because the guy in the hockey mask could be her uh, significant other, couldn't he? Could be, yeah. I mean, why else would they be cryogenically frozen together? And, you know, he's got a big chopper. Don't know what mo- relevant that is. <laughs> I didn't see his motorbike. Very good. Oh, I didn't see his 80s pushbike. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm pretty sure a chopper is one of those, uh, <laughs> one of those pushbikes with the weird yeah, handlebars, like, isn't it? It was, it was next to his grifter. Grifter? That's a deep pull there. <laughs> Did you have a grifter? No, I had a boxer. You had a boxer? Yeah, the boxer was the smaller one of the grifter. I'll, I'll tell you something, no, I, I, I never learned to ride a bike. Seriously? Never learned to ride a bike. Is your son going to learn to ride a bike? He's, he is learning to ride a bike. Are you learning with him? No. Why not? You know, at 43 years old, I can't be bothered. All right. Come the, ap- come the apocalypse when your son is cycling away from the marauding zombies and your left are just falling over on the, on the stride of the sidewalk. I'm pretty sure if he's cycling away, I mean, it's hardly Mad Max, is it? He's there on his yeah. pushbike. It is the English Mad Max. <laughs> just just people cycling. <laughs> Got to weld bits of metal onto the side and spikes. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a person sat in the basket playing a flame-throwing guitar. <laughs> So they take they take Rowan back to the lab to bring her back, and Azriel's carrying his arm. Mm-hmm. And we meet. Um, now is this guy's? Is it pronounced Sunaron? Sunaron. Um... He's the guy who uh, I would imagine has actually built KM. Oh right, I don't know. I can't he's he's that. always fiddling with her bits, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's sooner on. Yes, sooner on. It's spelled with a T, but I'm guessing it, the T is silent. I think I'll just call him Sauron. <laughs> yeah, that won't be confusing for people. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so we're in the lab, and there's lots of techno babble as Azriel's getting his arm reconnected, mm-hmm. and they start to remove Rowan's clothes. And there's a mad rush to do this. Surprisingly, isn't there? There is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd be first in line, wouldn't you? waving that machete at the others <laughs> and they say we need to get our clothes off and suddenly Fat Lou appears right? <laughs> out of nowhere <laughs> warming his hands oh, yeah. <laughs> which would be a waste of time because she's still frozen exactly exactly. You know, you know she's frozen don't you Fat Lou yeah. <gasps> not, not for long not for long he's got something that will put the heat in her um, don't know why I said that so um so we see we meet adrienne who i presume is some kind of scientist right yes yes some kind of scientist in a in a in a crop top and uh well they're all they're all students on a field trip is she a student as well though i think uh i guess i kind of presume that because the way she talks to them she's she's got a bit more authority oh okay all right She's not no, going to last she, long I, anyway. I got, she's, she's Lowe's intern. Right, okay. Because that's why he's, uh, you know, having yeah. time with her. Oh, okay. Nice way of putting it, Colin. It's very romantic. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what you say to all your dates? Do you want to come and um, 
have some time with me. <laughs> yeah, right. You want that way it doesn't work, you think? <laughs> have some time with me. All right, okay. I'll be cut. Next time I say that to you, I'm. <laughs> Well, put it this way, it's better than what you said to your last date, and you said, do you want to do time with me? Well, I was, I was in prison. I've never been to prison. <laughs> let's, just say, <laughs> let's just get it out there now. I've never actually been to prison. It's a joke. Okay? <laughs> if you say so. I do. Check, check it. Google me. No, don't Google me. Um, <laughs> do <that. laughs> All right. So, um... So Adrian is ordered to dissect Jason's body. Is that, that where we're up to? That's right. And she she says, how does he function with a brain that small? Do you want to elaborate on this? She's talking about Jason, right? Yes. Because um, he has a tiny brain. Okay. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the students points out that I bet he's hung like a mammoth. Which is an odd, odd phrase because we're in... We're in 2455, and how do they know what mammoths are? This is true. They know what a mammoth is, but they don't know what a hockey mask is. Yeah, that's all messed up right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all kinds of wrong, isn't it? Yeah. So they begin to revive Rowan, and one of them says, bring on the ants. It's a good thing that they didn't ask for crabs instead, isn't it? <laughs> so these are like nano things, aren't they? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they crawl over the body, and they, they sort of revive her. And fix the wound. They do, yeah. So Adrian, back in the lab, she's fishing around in Jason's eye socket and she pulls out his rotten eye. Why did she go for the bad one? Why didn't she take out the one that was actually an eye? Because... Not very scientific, you could say, is it really? I I think this film doesn't really worry too much about the science, I'm guessing. Really? Or anything. No, I don't think it's too concerned with scientific accuracy. <laughs> I'm sure that director would disagree with you, but he can't because he's dead. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so Rowan wakes up and punches Professor in the face, doesn't she? Which I thought which did make me laugh. So Rowan's confused as she wakes up. She doesn't know where she is. And then she realises, did you get him? Is he contained? And Professor says that the place was sealed off and that they were both put into stasis. For how long, she says. And he tells her that the year is 2455. Ooh, good random year to choose. Mm-hmm. So, okay, nobody went down into that building for 400 years? Apparently, 445, yeah, yeah. Not one single person? No, nobody. Okay. And people don't, people don't go to Earth because it's polluted. Too polluted to support life and humans. So it was polluted literally the day after that, that old place got frozen? <clears throat> Yes, yes. Well, well, nobody knew about it. Only those four soldiers, that general, um, Dr. Owen Fontaine, and, of course, Jason. And once they were killed, that's it. So how did these people find it? Um, they were just wandering around on a field trip on Earth. They, they, they collect artifacts and stuff. So. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Bye. <laughs> So the professor informs her that she's on a transport ship. 2455, she says. That's over 400 years old. She might as well have just turned to the camera when she said that. Yeah. You know, let's well, do the maths for the... for the. She's not giving the audience much credit, really, is she? No, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Although, she's not wrong. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so the professor calls her another research station on, on his uh, futuristic telephone thing. Yeah. And he, he wakes up this guy who's a commodities dealer. Mm-hmm. Now has he just got his 
camera over the top of his bed. This guy. Yeah, we, we don't want to talk about that too much. Right. Well, the reason why. That's just, yeah. There, there was that time when he accidentally turned it on with his bum when he was doing something, but we don't want to. Yeah. Okay, I, I didn't didn't know that. Is that on the extras? Yeah, it's in the backstory. That the act, no, I'm oh. just making this up. Was it was it the twelve issue um, comic that they brought out to fill in all the gaps? That's that's right. Because mm. they're always good, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's on a he's on another kind of ship that's called the Solaris, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. of course is the title of a Russian science fiction film. Which makes more sense than the Grendel, doesn't it? I suppose it is, but I find it, you know, delusions of grandeur. <laughs> If, well, no, if we if we name the objects in our shit film of films that are fair better than ours, mm-hmm. then maybe that goodness will seep into our film. Well, they do that. They try and osmose that on from aliens and an alien. I mean, one of the characters is called Dallas in this movie. Right. You know, right. they should have called him Dynasty. <laughs> Did you see that they brought that back? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Never going to yeah. watch. No Emma Sams, no point. So so we got the... He's talking to his dealer. He's come on at his dealer. And he says, we found a gold mine. And the guy replies, oh, not another box of DVDs. I can't, I can't move them on. DVDs were big then, weren't they? Yeah, I guess in 2001. 2001, I think, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, this is where we get the weird conversation where he tells, he tells his dealer that... that you know, he's got this this woman who's 400 years old and she's walking around. And the guy doesn't care, does he? Because he says, no. well, how many there's, people there's... have been reanimated now? Thousands. Yeah, there's hundreds. Yeah, they're everywhere. No one cares. But when he mentions the word Voorhees, because he says, oh, would that be Jason Voorhees by any chance? The notorious serial killer from the 20th century who killed more than 200 people. And he's like, and he's like oh, no, it's not him. It's this other Jason Voorhees. He was a used car salesman from Idaho. <laughs> so then the line goes dead. <laughs> yeah, <it's> a... <laughs> but again, it's strange, isn't it? Like as you say, they don't know what a hockey mask is, but yet they know who Jason Voorhees is—a man who was predominantly famous for killing people wearing a hockey mask. <laughs> that's a, actually, I never realised that, but that's a very good point. Yeah, mm. yeah, mm. interesting. Or so... maybe the history's all messed up, and they're like. You know, is it Jason Voorhees? You know, the guy with the blades on the end of his fingers and that floppy cap, <laughs> that hat. Isn't he so, the guy in the William Shatner mask? Isn't that the yeah, guy? Yeah, it's the guy with the red and black striped sweater, right? It's him. <laughs> it's him. So he's, he, he, this is where he, we get He was always question. saying, he had that catchphrase, who loves you, baby? That that serial killer. <laughs> Sucking the lollipop. That's yes. the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Didn't like getting on planes. Always had to drink the milk beforehand. That's right, that's right. Yeah. He's always off his face. But I tell you what, if, oh, he, no. drank, if he didn't drink no. the milk before he no. got on that plane, he'd be howling mad. Oh, joke for 18 fans, all two of you. Congratulations, you're welcome. <laughs> Here all week. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the professor, this is where he mentions that he's got money problems. Yeah. So we've still got money, it's not Star Trek. No, no, no. It's it's not well. Yeah, it's not certain Star Trek. Yes, yeah, Star Trek. So how, how did? Uh, yeah, we don't want to get in a big Star Trek conversation at how Quark's bow worked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would imagine he just he just 
pulled the pulled the uh, the taps on the on the beers, didn't he? Yeah, but who, how did the pay, federation staff pay for them? No, I was I was I was being facetious. Oh, I'm not. I'm serious. This needs solving. <laughs> <laughs> well, he paid. They paid for everything. Wasn't it gold pressed latinum? But where do federation people get gold pressed latinum if they don't have commerce? Maybe it's something that they can just knock up in their uh, replicator thing. I don't think you quite understand how money works, Paul. <laughs> People have been telling me that for years. <laughs> because <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for you, but if you could just make loads of it, it kind of loses its value. Is that how it works? I never, I never yeah. have enough to know. Right. I just get these magical bits of paper that appear in my wallet and then disappear. Right. Yeah. Change into magical figurines. They change into a lot of, <laughs> of things. <laughs> I'm drinking one of them right now. Okay. Um, yeah, okay, so then we cut to... We're still with the Professor Leia, and one of his students enters with a bottle of champagne mm-hmm. and a pair of forceps. Yeah. And she says, we need to talk about my midterms. But, you know, that's how I always open my bottles of champagne. With a pair of forceps? Yes, yeah, the only way you can get the cock. <laughs> or do you mean you always open your bottles with a student with a pair of forceps? I always open my students with a pair of forceps. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's dark. <laughs> <laughs> Your Honour. <the> honor. <laughs> Do you know this man? No. no. Do you recognise his forceps? <laughs> <laughs> They've never been near me. <laughs> I'll say that. So, yeah, so we're back with Jason and Adrian's um, trying to slice off his mask. Right. And he's starting to thaw. Bits of him are dripping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she sees his actual face. And we get to see it as well, don't we? And he, let's just say, how can I put this? Um, he's fuck ugly. That's one way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you like a clean version of that? No, you can go with that one. Okay. And she says, oh, poor baby. Yeah, rather than the normal response, which would be, <laughs> <laughs> Throwing up. <laughs> yeah. but she's a modern you know 25th century woman isn't she she is indeed yeah she is and we find out that the professor likes his nipples being twisted whilst wearing a nighty, don't we yeah we do anything anything you want to say about that no keep okay. it quiet on that one okay best 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 doing <sighs> jason's starting to drip everywhere isn't he big puddles of slime and muck Mm-hmm. All over the floor. It's like me when Lex is in the room. <laughs> if you're dripping slime and muck, I think you need to go back to the doctors, Colin. Okay. <laughs> no, you notice I said back. No, it was me going, well, you've been before. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what that was for, don't we? <laughs> you get the nanite crabs out. Um, so we're back with Sauron. And yes, I am going to keep calling him Sauron. Okay. He's examining um, KM's breasts. Oh, that, yeah, actually, yeah, this made me laugh. And he's he's trying to attach fake nipples to her breasts, but they keep falling she, off. Yeah, because she's decided that she wants to look more feminine. Hmm. Have we actually pointed out that she is really a robot? <laughs> I would imagine people have probably gathered it by now, haven't they? Okay. Um, yeah. And I, I, I found it funny because I like the sound they make when they fall off. Yeah, they're like they're like metallic, aren't they? Yeah, they're like I don't know, uh, washers or 
screw nuts or something. Yeah. <laughs> screw nuts. <laughs> it's like that's what they are. And they just go dunk dunk on the floor. And he says to him, "Why do you want those anyway?" It's a fair enough question. Mm-hmm. Do you want to answer the question as to why she wants them? Because uh, the one on the left does beer and the one on the right does wine. You'd be screwed if you got them mixed up, though, wouldn't you? No. <laughs> I mean, why would you be screwed up if you got it mixed up? You just get wine instead of beer. Yeah, but they keep dropping off into your drink, wouldn't they? That would be a problem. You have to fish them out of your wine glass. And... Yeah, that wouldn't be great. Mm. Okay, so we're back with the autopsy room, and Adrienne thinks that she hears something behind her. And yeah, we do. It's a huge music cue that happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we get an intercut section with a couple of kids getting it on. I don't know their names, and I don't care. And uh, Jason's flexing his fingers on the table. He's waking up. Hmm? No, nothing. No, no, nothing. I, was, I was captivated by the drama. The thing is, there's nothing more likely to wake Jason up than a couple of horny te- teenagers getting it on, because he, he loves that, doesn't he? That's like his alarm clock, right? He's all over that. He can yeah, sniff most, it out, he can. Most alarm clocks go, or something. His goes, oh, oh, <laughs> like that, right? That's something I didn't want to hear. that's that's his alarm clock that's going to give me nightmares that is now at this point I'm thinking it will make me up yeah it's an alarm clock I just told you night terrors Um, so yeah so at this point I'm just thinking to myself will you just wake up (laughs) now and start killing these people because they're really getting on my nerves they've got a 90 minutes to fill just start killing people please all right, so he gets up. He gets up, he sits bolt upright, and he slowly looks around. He sees there's some killing to be done, and I'm just the man for the job. Editorialising? I don't remember him saying that. It's the internal monologue he's got going on in his head. Oh, he's doing the internal monologues of lead characters now that don't yeah. speak? Yeah. All right, okay, I didn't know that's where we were going. All I've right. been thinking, thinking in depth about this film all Clearly. day. Yeah, what a sad life. So we, we get to the first kill, and it's a good one. Yeah, it is. The mm-hmm. the good one. Really? Yeah, okay. <laughs> he he grabs Adrienne and he forces her head into a vat of liquid nitrogen. Mm. And then he smashes it on the sink. Yeah. Now, did you know that Mythbusters tried to do this? Not with a real person. <laughs> it's like, like wow. <laughs> that, that was, that was a... <laughs> Are they still out on the streets, these people? <laughs> Funnily enough, it doesn't, it's not going anymore, that show. I wonder why. Who volunteered for that one? <laughs> well, they tried to do it, and apparently it doesn't work. Can't oh, do this. Okay. Can't do that. So that's another rest thing of the rest of the film's fine. It's just this bit that's wrong. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so Jason goes to the table, and he's looking at a fine away, array of weaponry all laid out for him. And he sees a big, futuristic machete, and he thinks, I'm back in the game. See, your internal monologue again. <laughs> it's more enjoyable than the actual film. You've got to get he, into what he's thinking. If he did actually say, oh, back in the game. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if he did it in like a Northern act and though he's like, oh, back in the game. Back in game. Back in game. That would have been great. I'd watch, that's the film I'd watch. <laughs> Problem is, though, he can't speak, though, can he? Twitch Jason. Twitch Jason. Jason X. <laughs> Friday the 13th. Right. Yeah, I'd watch that. <laughs> so the professor, he takes in some refreshment to Rowan. And he, he points out to her that it's not much longer to wait and we'll be at Earth 2. What happened to Earth 1? It's dead, he replies. 
So that's a nice bit of exposition that we're getting about 40 minutes into this movie. Now. Yeah, it's it's pointless at this at this part of the movie. We should have got that a long time ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We don't care now. But he's planning on selling her, isn't he, once they get there? Yes. He doesn't know this, but yeah, he's going to take her down the car boot sale on Sunday and see what he can get for her. You get quite a lot. Especially, Dan, do you remember um, do you remember Burska car boot sale? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll tell you a funny story about that. Well, I should have said funny, because if it's not funny, then you'll all be disappointed, won't you? Yeah. Um, I was on a train one night coming back from Manchester. Mm-hmm. And uh, this really drunk guy was uh, singing to himself. You know, he wasn't being offensive. He was just singing to himself. And he started humming the theme tune to uh, Incredible Hulk. Can I, can I just interrupt for a second? Mm-hmm. This, is, this was you, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, because what he says is witty. Oh, okay. All it right. wasn't me. So he's humming the theme tune to The Incredible Hulk, you know, the da, 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 that one. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It, it wasn't me. Oh. And it, was, then, it was in tune. And then he says, to no one in particular, he's just he's just musing on, on life to himself, and he says, oh, David Banner, I wonder where he was going at the end of every episode. He was always walking off, wasn't he? I'll tell you where he was going. Burska car boot sale, because every fucker goes there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> made me chuckle again i was chuckling i was giggling i can't, I can't, I can't work out whether he, what he's more upset about the car boot sale or the incredible hulk yeah, that's a good point actually yeah yeah i i'd i'd, I'd go with the car boot sale yeah it, it, it took it was massive it took you forever to water in that that's true and you always that's had muddy true. feet at the end of it oh, i love that band <laughs> a bit bluesy a bit too yeah, bluesy yeah. for me you know too, yeah okay yeah. I don't get i don't get on with harmonicas and stuff no. So Jason, he's skulking around the corridors of the ship. Well, the one corridor of the ship. Yeah. And back with Rowan and the professor. And he says, I take it, being stabbed and frozen wasn't part of your plan. Oh, this guy's a piece of shit, isn't he? You just... Yeah, it's not a part of anybody's plan. Well, exactly. Yeah. You don't, yeah. So Rowan explains the history of Jason Voorhees to him. We tried mm-hmm. everything, she says. Electrocution, gas, firing squad. We even hung him once. One odd they... uh, thing to throw in at the end of that. <laughs> but but they don't think about taking his head off. I'm pretty sure he does get decapitated in one of the films. And storing his limbs in different places. Well, I think at one point in one movie, I think he even gets obliterated. But comes mm. back. He goes back together. In in the archive world, we have a thing called geographic separation, mm. which is where we keep objects tapes or backups of videos of films and stuff in separate locations so if you know if there's an earthquake in one place we've got backups elsewhere mm-hmm. seems like that'd be a good idea for uh, him really a bit of geographic separation it, it would be certainly better than chaining him up with rusty padlocks and uh mm-hmm. yeah you know. i just thought it was odd that, that they did they try the hanging after they tried electrocution gas and firing squad you think hanging did. would be the first thing you'd go to really wouldn't you Maybe they did it all at the same time. <laughs> Just chuck it all out and see if anything sticks. Yeah. A bit like it's this like, film. It's like... Bzzz, That's it. <laughs> so she explains about the cryo, uh, cryogenic chamber mm-hmm. and how everything went wrong. And uh, then we cut back to the nipple-tweaking girl who's now um, trying it on with uh, Sauron. She mm-hmm. wa- you want me, she says. I can never be with a girl whose balls are bigger than mine, he replies. Nice. 
We've all been there. I'm not mentioning. I'm not mentioning any names. <laughs> no, you're just throwing a wife joke at me, and I'm not saying it's the wife. Oh. Yeah. You can call that out. <laughs> She's fine. She'll be all right. <clears throat> the professor introduces Rowan to everyone on the bridge. I presume it's the bridge that they're on. Mm-hmm. And and Sauron confirms to the audience finally that KM is a sex bot. I mean a robot. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, wait, wait, whoa. How she can you be a kid. sex bot if she doesn't have breasts? Well you can technically do things without breasts. As long as other things are working. Close. Mm-hmm. And I, that was the most polite way I could say that. Okay. Without getting in any more trouble. And uh, Rowan finds out that Jason is on board. She's not happy about it. The professor says that there's there's no danger, but she's not convinced. He's an unstoppable killing machine, says Rowan, and she wants proof that he has been stopped. Mm-hmm. But he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does that quite well. He does, he does. So they find Adrienne's body, and uh, Sergeant Brodsky wants to put the ship on lockdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get a second kill now, don't we? We do, yeah. We do, with a bit of uh, blood spatter in the girl's face as she kills the guy, as he kills the right. guy. Yeah. you got to be thinking, it's not the first time she's had splashes to the face, is it? I would have thought. I'm creating a quandary for you tonight, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> This is the last time he's ever doing this. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, good. You're getting some good jokes in. Thank you. Makes a change. I know. Maybe what you can do when you actually sit down and think about it. I know, right? So we get lots of faceless soldiers acting all soldiery, walking around, don't we, with the big convincing-looking guns? Yeah, but it's 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 the worst soldier dialogue Oh, it's it's. You've ever heard? It's, it's like it's terrible. written by a fourteen-year-old boy, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think at one point, don't they do the whole thing of "screw you, huh, you wish"? Yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> Make a note to use that in a in a script at some point. <laughs> you probably already have, haven't you? Yes, with a okay. with a with a helicopter that appears from nowhere. Right. Uh, little in joke. <laughs> little in joke. <laughs> So the girl whose whose boyfriend's just been killed comes to the bridge and she's crying, mm-hmm. and the sergeant orders his men to go on the hunt. Now the actor playing Brodsky, what do you think about him? Um, I think he's all right. He's, yeah, he's okay. He's uh, he does what's needed. Just stand there and be manly. Yeah, and and uh, talk tough and uh, be that no shit taking kind of guy. Does it okay? Mm-hmm. Don't we all? We're all that, we're that kind of guy, aren't we? The no shit taking, get into the higher the matter kind of guy. Monday to Friday, nine till five, and then afterwards I'm a pussycat. <laughs> I wonder where you were going with that, then. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the soldiers, they're searching the ship. And um, the ship appears to be dripping for some bizarre reason. Did you notice that? Um, no, don't think it did. Yeah, there's water dripping from the ceiling. Hmm, that seems unsanitary. Mm. No, Unsafe, need to, too. Need to get a man in. Have a look. Plumbing's gone, you think? You think that's okay. toilets above there? Just raw sewage just spilling out into the... Yeah, mm. yeah health and safety. Nightmare. Yeah. So, and this is the point where we suddenly get a big CGI creature jumping at them. 
Oh, that's right. That's right. This is the uh, it's a it's a holodeck basically. It's a holodeck. They're playing a computer game. Azriel and um, the the other guy who I don't know his name. Right, but they spent no money on this holodeck room because it looks like a um, laser quest in a bowling alley in Wigan. <laughs> it does. The third mention of Wigan tonight. I know. I thought I'd throw one in too, just to join the fun. We're really putting the boot in. Yeah. Um, it does, and, and this CGI creature, it's not the best thing you've ever seen, is it? No, 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 no. Do you think all the money went on the spaceships? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was an odd thing to put in it. Yeah, it doesn't... Well, they need it later, I suppose. Yes, they do. They do. And when we get to that, I'll, I'll, I'll throw in a little fact about that. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, something to work, look forward to. Ooh, wow. So as you say, it turns out that these two guys are actually playing a, a computer simulation. They're actually just sat on the floor, cross-legged, aren't they, with, with things on their heads? Yes. So they, they pause the simulation, and uh, suddenly they see Jason walking towards them. Mm-hmm. Pause simulation, they say. He you keeps walking. Pa- you already paused the simulation. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They, they try and pause him, don't they? But they he's do. not pausing. No. And he, let's just say he kills them, doesn't he? Twice. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. once in the simulation and then once outside in real life. He does pull a rather effective um, wrestling move on one of them, doesn't he? He swings him around and then cracks him over his knee. Yeah. That looked quite good. Snaps him. Snaps him. Yep. Mm. Okay, so we cut to the professor. And he's trying to convince Brodsky of the financial situation of keeping Jason alive. But Brodsky's mm-hmm. not having any of it. He orders nope. his men to blow him to hell. That's right. In a very manly way. <laughs> well he does it's very manly yeah you, just, you seem to have issues with this <laughs> you just keep pointing out how manly he is he is very manly okay and we, we get more soldiers skulking around finding mm. bodies here and there mm-hmm. and I'm does anyone care no now is it me I'll do the soldiers body armour and guns look like something the filmmakers cobbled together from the nearest Toys R Us yeah, they don't look like they could uh, withstand a potato gun, let alone a uh, serial killer. No, no, I mean, it all looks... and None of them seem to be wearing matching stuff. No, it's all just thrown together, like it you is. said. Yeah. Cricket pads and... They, they couldn't even bother to shop at the same Toys R Us. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Now, if this was 1980s Peter Davidson Doctor Who, I could take it. And they'd have to go to Toy and Hobby. Toy, ooh... Deep cut, deep cut there from Colin Tyne, aren't they? Right. Many an afternoon in that shop. Yep, me too. Yeah, what a shame, eh? Yeah. Can't go back. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't, can you? No. <laughs> so we... I'm sorry, I just looked down at my notes and I, and I just read, cut to crotch. And I think it's meant to say crutch. Oh, I thought you were just reading your own personal script. <laughs> Cuts a crutch. Um, oh, so we cut to crutch who's working, and he mm. hears something. Lou, is that you? I swear, if you mess with an engineer, you'll wake up with a waste hose in your bunk. He says. Mm. Another odd thing to say, don't you think? It seems like a, actually, it seems kind of convenient, doesn't it? In what respect? Well, if you're laying in your bunk and this is a spaceship, and let's say the bathroom is like three decks up and one deck to the left, mm-hmm. and the engineer puts a waste hose in your bunk, you just go for a crap right there. I might get one installed. Yeah, right. See, you sold me on the idea. You need to get on the apprentice. <laughs> <Is that right? laughs> waste hose. 
Just goes in the bunk. I've got a 50 PowerPoint uh... presentation. <laughs> presentation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you could win. Let's see. You, you could be next president with those ideas, Colin. Yeah. Could. Yeah. Anyone could. Mm. Um, so Crutch sees Jason just before he can land a blow, Rodsky and his men. Well, they, they blast him, don't they? Oh, they do. They really like rep. Yeah. They don't seem to be bothered about all this equipment that's all over the ship that they're just blowing to hell either, do they? No, they don't. Or the fact that you would think it'd be dangerous just firing around the ship. Firing your guns off in a ship. Yeah. Yeah. The smoke clears. (gasps) He's not there. He's gone. Did you like that? You like a bit of acting there? Yeah. It's good. I'm getting better every week. You've learned from the best. (laughs) Kane Hodder. (laughs) <laughs> no, Alexa Doig. You really have to be careful saying Alexa, don't you? Why? Case why? Did you set off your Alexa? I don't have one. Well, not you, but generally. Oh, speaking. but just generally people. That's why people don't watch your films anymore or TV shows. You could really confuse an Alexa, though, couldn't you? Go Alexa Doig, and it's going what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to Google it, but what? <laughs> why, why would you Alexa Google? Yeah, all right. <laughs> whatever it does, then. I don't Searches know. on whatever internet. Yeah, whatever. It must, I guess it Googles, because I don't know. Mm. Who knows with these modern contraptions? We don't understand stuff like So It's taking longer than the film, this. I know. Well, you, I tell you, you'll never give, give this job to me again, will you? Oh, um, I've got work tomorrow. So we get more skulking soldiers again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Jason now goes into his hitherto untapped stealth mode doesn't he? He starts picking people off Rambo style. That's right, just appearing from nowhere. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not being funny, but some of these soldiers Good. that he killed... <laughs> just like normal then, right? <laughs> Sorry. Very good. Very uh, good. Very, very quick. So I've heard. Um, so, do you recall seeing any of these soldiers before? No, no, they're, they're kept in, in little little boxes. Right, for in case of attack in by case, serial killers. No, no, no. They're actually kept behind glass, and there's a sign that says, in case of emergency, break glass, and you break it, a little soldier comes out. Okay. <laughs> That's how it works. Again, they could have put that in the movie. They could, right? They could have shown you that the glass soldier containment. It would have been something. It would. Mm-hmm. It would. So um, one soldier tries to do some kung fu on Jason, but he's having none of that. No. And he chucks him onto a huge screw. Mm-hmm. And when Brodsky asks one of his men when they find him, how is he? She says, he's screwed. Right, that's right, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Rowan says... So it's she's like, it's like a Bond film with these one-liners, isn't it? It's exactly like a Bond film. Mm. Exactly. I was waiting for the pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> That would, have been, that would have been something as well, wouldn't it? Especially in space. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what were they called again? The burr and the pigeon and the burr? <laughs> that we were talking about in the Moonraker. Oh, burr minimum. Burr minimum. Could have had that in this. Yeah, you could. So Rose says, you've got to get your men out of there. Again, more alien ripoff. Mm-hmm. And another soldier, he backs into Jason... And she stumbles out with her throat cut. So he's picking them off one by one. There's lots of lots of death going on and nobody cares. 
Right. Uh, but then one of the soldiers manages to back Jason up onto a big spike, and then for some bizarre reason, decides to shoot him in the kneecaps. Uh, well, that's because of what Bronski told him earlier, that Lou ordered them to capture Jason and not kill him. But Bronski says, we're going to ignore that, but just shoot him in the legs to make it look like it's what we tried first. I'm glad you were paying attention. I never occurred to me that. It's, suddenly this film's much better. <laughs> that all makes sense. Oh, well. <laughs> if there's something I wished I'd achieved, it's that. <laughs> so Jason unhooks himself and he cuts the guy in half. Mm-hmm. Literally, in half. Yep. So Broski's alone now in there with Jason. Mm-hmm. And Jason punches through the wall and impales mm-hmm. Brodsky. And Brodsky mm-hmm. says, oh, it's going to take more than that. A punch through the ribs to take down this old dog. So Jason stabs him a second time. And he says, yeah, that'll do it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good line. Yeah. Yeah, I did laugh at that. So back on the bridge, the Professor's trying to uh, cover his tracks. But nobody's buying it. Lou takes the ship out of, out of hyperdrive and prepares to dock at Solaris. Right. Jason kills him. Again, we're getting some nice space effects here again. Mm-hmm. And the ship do, yeah. crashes through the space station and it yep. explodes behind them. Now, at this point, Jason's probably killed, what, about 20,000 people now in his career? That's true. His numbers have really gone up. You know? Yeah. 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 I wish Although, I... Don't, don't you think it's kind of odd to build a glass dome right next to your uh, landing pad for your spaceships isn't that really asking for trouble it is a bit isn't it yeah 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 but uh, you know none of this makes any sense anyway so well there is that so everyone starts to panic and the professor says no no it's okay we're going to be safe we're locked up in here when suddenly there's a bang at the door we all know that's going to be don't we Mm -hmm. steven spielberg (laughs) i was going to say jehovah's witnesses oh okay (laughs) We're alienating everybody tonight. So, uh, Rowan creeps up to the door, but suddenly, huh, Jason's fooled him. He smashes through a window, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? He just, he just went round the other side. He, well, he seems to be able to just teleport, don't we? So, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, everyone's running away, all except KM, who, who she's surprisingly calm, because she's mm-hmm. a robot. Uh, but unfortunately, the professor's trapped on the bridge. And right. he starts to beg for his life. Jason reaches out with a hand. But uh, all he wants is his old machete. Mm-hmm. And then he kills him. Rowan asks, how can we get off the ship? Can't we just beam us off? Ah, good Star Trek gag. Good like Star Trek it. Gag, yeah. Like brilliantly delivered as well. Love it. So they, they decide to try and escape via a shuttle. They do. Yeah. Now Rowan fi- finds a gun. And one of the other people asks her, you know how to use that thing, right? And she says, huh, it's just like riding a bike. And then the guy says, what's a bike? Yeah, because we have that selective history memory problem. Mm -hmm. Why is she suddenly a badass? Yeah, what what previous life... She wasn't a soldier, right? She was a scientist. Yeah, I'm guessing she... she, she, Doesn't she even point out that she was a research person? Yeah, so Mm -hmm. why is she suddenly able to handle guns and weaponry? Maybe because she handled the shotgun in the opening scene of the movie. Oh, so that's what she meant? She mm. was just recalling... Oh, all right, I can live with that. Okay. I mean, it's, it's a stretch, but, you know. Yeah. And Soren and KM are uh, loading up weapons when they decide to have a bit of a smooch. There's no time like the present. Mm-hmm. Told you, sex bot. You don't have to call me that. I don't have to. No. 
Well, it, it was written in the contract for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know it. Uh, <laughs> so the women are inching their way to the shuttle. And I'm yeah. trying to speed a bit through this now because I can see you losing the will to live. This is the point where the film gets a little like a... Yeah, yeah. And I, think you, I just want to say as well that this movie was, you know, predicated on the fact that we're going to get see Jason get an upgrade, aren't we? Oh, right. It was yeah, on all the posters it. and everything. Yeah. And we've got about 20 minutes left of this movie and it still hasn't happened yet. That's true, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uber Jason, right? That's right. So the horny girl, that's what I'm calling her, Okay. <laughs> she panics, and uh, Rowan threatens to snap her neck if she doesn't shut up. Yeah, now, yeah, now she's like threatening people. Mm. I'm thinking, go on. <laughs> 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 You're quite happy for that to oh, yes, occur. Oh, yes, do it, do it. Okay. Yeah. So Rowan sends the other two to the shuttle bay, uh-huh. and uh, meanwhile, Crutch, back with Crutch. <laughs> back, with, crutch. back with your Crutch. Yeah. Okay. He gets to the control room and finds that uh, Lou has been disembodied and right. tied to all the controls. Disembodied? Mm-hmm. He is. He's disembodied, isn't he? Okay. That's what you call it, isn't it? I'm not completely sure, but I'll go with it. I think I'm, I think I'm actually thinking of dismembered, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you're dismembered, you're still disembodied, aren't you? I'm going to look that up and see if that's a natural oh. word, because I'm curious now. You're well, you can keep going. So, um, Crutch points out, you know, this is sick, but of course, <laughs> I've seen worse. You should have been with us during the Microsoft Wars. Disembodied usually means without a body, like a ghost. Well, he's definitely a ghost now. He's been cut into pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Rowan finds Brodsky, and he's still alive. Yeah. Somehow. And uh, Crutch is in the cockpit, and he's about to um, try and take off or whatever it is he's trying to do, do a pre-launch of the shuttle. Yes. When um, Jason comes in carrying the head of Professor Lowe. Right. He kills Crutch. Poor Crutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stabs Crutch in the crotch. (laughs) Actually, kills him with electrocution, to be honest, but, you know. He does, doesn't he? He shoves his face into the wall, doesn't he? Yeah. So we're on the rest of the crew now, the ones that are left. Uh, they're going towards the shuttle, but the horny girl, she won't open the door. No, she has a panic attack. Yeah, and she launches the ship, and it smashes into the bottom of the of the. Uh, craft. Where, where have we seen this before? Yes, it is familiar to me. Remind me. Black Hole. Oh, of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. This film's mine. It's a minefield of uh, other films, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Mm. None of all of them better than this one. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, Jason appears again. He likes to pick his moment, doesn't he? Yeah, he's very dramatic. Mm-hmm. He's, and he's, uh, he's burring down on everyone. Everybody's growling and he's all furry. What? <laughs> again, that would be something. <laughs> would be. <laughs> mm. What was that? Was that it? Was a burry impression now? Yeah, that's, okay. that's what they do, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, if they're really constipated. <laughs> well, you know what they say. Does a bear shit in the woods? I don't know. No, no, not if he's constipated, apparently. <laughs> he just goes... <laughs> so KM turns up, doesn't she? And she's got changed. Yeah, she's been upgraded. Mm-hmm. She's wearing now a black PVC leather, and she's toting uh, a couple of guns. 
Because apparently you can't fight unless... If you're a woman, you can't fight unless you're wearing tight PVC. I thought that was a given. Uh, it seems to be, you know, this film, Underworld. That's right. And it, yeah. she reminded me of um, Mila Jozovic. Jozovic, is it? Jozovic? Yeah. Have you been uh, drinking? No. <laughs> Surprisingly not. I just can't say her name. Okay. It's one of those names. Yeah. And... Um, what, foreign? Foreign. <laughs> Bloody foreign. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, so she comes out with all the guns and everything, and Sauron says, huh, I gave her an upload. Yeah, I bet he did. <laughs> 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 Jason throws his machete at her. Mm-hmm. She goes down, but as he Wait, approaches... Wait, what? She goes down. Oh. <laughs> Not like that. Okay. Not like that, like that. Not like that. Are we doing mother-in-law jokes next? Uh, I'm not saying my Jason's fat, but... <laughs> so, he froze his chest. Oh, sorry, I was waiting for the punchline. Well, no, I was hoping you had one. Uh, but uh, I, have to roll her in, I have to roll him in flour to find the wet spot. Boom, boom. Right. I, I just cut that together and it'll be fun. <laughs> just cut it all out. Yeah. <laughs> So she, he, he creeps up to her. She's lying on the floor with the machete in her, but her, she's pulling a fast one. Oh, she's pulling a fast one. She's pulling a fast one. Okay. She starts to do crazy somersaults and kicks. She does, yeah. And then Brodsky appears out of nowhere and stabs Jason as well. That's right. They're all at it now. They're all at it. And Jason starts to fall apart. Now, she shoots his arm off. Mm-hmm. She shoots his leg off. Now, yeah. At this point, all I could think about was the Black Knight bit from Holy Grail. It's just a flesh wound. I was waiting for it. <laughs> and then she finishes him off by she literally blows his head off. Mm-hmm. And, and then he falls on the ground. Well, he falls no. on the ground. Kind of the ground. Mm-hmm. So they're patching Brodsky up in the med lab, and he's showing mm-hmm. off his nice shiny new abs that he's got that looked a yes. bit plasticky. They, they put him on that... Um... Regenerating bed that uh, Rowan LaFontaine was put on at the beginning of the film. That's right. That regenerates your body. Mm-hmm. And there's a ship that answers the distress call. It's coming to help them. Yes. Mm-hmm. But they tell the rescue ship not to bother because they've had a leak, a coolant leak, and the ship's about to explode. Oh, it's thinking vegetables, though. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a leak, cauliflower, two onions. Let's make a stew. <laughs> You've got to have your five a day, haven't you? You do, yeah. Yeah. So, um, meanwhile, Jason, he conveniently fell back onto the ant table, didn't he? Yeah, see, yeah, he did. And it now, malfunctions. It, it malfunctions, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it rebuilds him. Yeah. Why did no one notice this? Yeah, because it's only in the other room, isn't it? It's in the other room, but why did like people not think, hey, you better pull him off that bed because that's one of those regenerating beds that brings you back to life. Well, it is It is kind of destroyed a bit, isn't it? Maybe they think it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, but I'd still make sure. If I've got a guy who can regenerate himself anyway... And especially as Rowan's been so... At this point, she's been so on point of making sure that he doesn't regenerate. Right, and she's been regenerated, and they're currently regenerating Bronsky. Mm-hmm. It seems a bit odd that they would just go, eh, he's fine. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. No, no. Not and it doesn't shocker, make though, sense. 
no, but it doesn't make sense that he starts regenerating because like, basically just his head is on this bed. It is, but these things cover his entire body, and then because there's no, he says there's not enough tissue to regenerate, so it starts mm-hmm. to take bits of the wall and table and rebuild him from those. Yeah. So he's got right. he's got a nice metal body and metal face thing on when he wakes up. It's a good job that it was all metal and stuff, and he wasn't like on a teak table or something. He's <laughs> got like a big wooden leg. Or... <laughs> it worse if it was balsa wood or something like that. Yeah, it? a porcelain head because he's a vase. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so he, he comes back. We get a big hero shot of him walking through the doorway, don't we? Mm-hmm. Showing off his shiny new body. Yeah. And KM faces up to him again, but now he's bulletproof. Oh, and, yeah. And he's got two shiny red eyes as well. Yeah, where do they come from? I know. And we get some speeded up kung fu. Best kind. But Jason, he does his signature move. And he what, knocks what's, what's his signature, signature move? move. Oh, you yeah, don't know? That? No, no, one no, of his that? one of his signature moves is it moves is that he can decapitate people with just a punch. Oh, it's not that he signs his name on them. <laughs> no, he punches her head off. Ah, oh. well, of course she's not dead though because she's a robot. Right, right, right. So Sauron gathers up the head. That's all you need. That's all you need is that's for later. Yeah. <laughs> and Jason's just about to uh, to bring his machete down onto Sauron's face, but Rowan somehow develops super strength and catches his arm. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. She's she's now like a gun-toting, yeah, wise-cracking superhero. Super yeah. Mm. Okay. There's there's lots of flinging around and rolling under doors, Indiana Indiana Jones style and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, Brodsky walks out and shouts, "What the hell is going on?" And I'm thinking, "You tell me, because I haven't got a clue at this point." <laughs> <laughs> So we get, we get, they have some rubbish about having to blow up the corridor and separate the ship from another part of the ship to, so they don't all die and stuff like that. And Sauron, he's sat in the corner cuddling KM's head. Right. Yeah. And uh, Jason punches through the wall. Like he does. Because he's been doing that previously. He does. And he creates a vacuum. Oh, a bit of hoovering. Nice. Well, it's a bit of a mess at this point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's cleaning up. Mm-hmm. No. Everyone's, like, holding on to things as this vacuum's trying to suck them out. But they don't seem to be holding on to it very tightly, do they? No, they don't. They don't. Mm-hmm. But, you know, nipple-tweaking girl gets sucked through a hole. That's a first yeah. for her. She's usually doing the sucking. <laughs> and she gets chopped up into bits through the, the ventilation grill. Mm-hmm. Again, something that happened in an alien movie, I think. Oh, okay. And Jason, he punches his way in from where I'm not sure, but he just seems to be able to stand outside in space and punch his way in. All right. And then the rescue ships dock in, and there's lots of gubbins about things blowing up. And and Brodsky has to do a spacewalk for some reason. <laughs> I'll tell you the reason. You need what? to fill 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> a bit like what I'm doing. Yeah. And... Uh... This is where the point where Sauron and Rowan come up with a plan to divert Jason's attention, don't they? By they using do. the holodeck. Yes, by recreating Crystal Lake. And there's some in-jokes about horny teenagers and some gratuitous nudity. Uh, absolutely. That's when I started watching again. <laughs> Did you unpause it eventually? Uh, yeah. About three minutes later. Well, you sound a bit like Jason because he can't he can't resist the the little bit of nostalgia there, can he? 
No, and I had to laugh when he's like, he's stomping on one in the sleeping bag and he's got the other in the other sleeping bag and he's swinging her and whacking her against the tree. <laughs> <laughs> it abused me. And that's something that he did in a previous um, oh, it is? movie. But, oh, no, it's less funny. And it was something that Kane Hodder came up with on the spur of the moment because he was so tired and fed up. Right. That he just, he had this this prop of a, of a body in a sleeping bag and he was just slamming it against the wall and the director said, <laughs> you know what, we'll use that. Well, that's quite amusing, mm-hmm. the first time. Yeah. So we get some explosions and more running around. And um, Brodsky locks them in together, doesn't he? He does, yeah. He's and they have a big... One last hurrah. Long, one last hurrah. They run at each other just as the ship explodes. Mm-hmm. And Rowan, Sauron and KM's head escaping a shuttlecraft. Yep. And then the, the last bit of the movie is Jason flying towards Earth with Brodsky riding him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, they land in a lake. Doctor Strange love style. It is. And it's two teenagers mm. cuddling, kissing. They see a shooting yeah. star. Oh, where did that oh. go? It went over in the lake. Kill, 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 right. kill, 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 kill. And that's the end of Jason X. Wow. Got there in the end. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. And then we'll talk about what we thought of the film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who, who Do you want to go first? Uh, shall I? Or... Yeah, I think you go first. All right. This is not the worst film we've seen. Mm-hmm. Highlander Endgame still has that trophy. It's going to take a lot of top in that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But this is pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. This I'm, I'm not a huge horror fan like you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but there are certain... I mean, there are horror films I like, but this epitomizes the kind of horror films that I don't like. And that really, it's just a group of people running around mm-hmm. with an unstoppable force chasing them. It's like Benny Hill, but a horror film. <laughs> right? That would be amazing. <laughs> it would, right? Chasing with his big chopper. Yeah. Oh, he's got a big chopper. Is that a bike again? Yeah. You don't like slashers, do you? I don't think so. I don't. I, well, for me to like the slasher, it has to have certain things. It has to have a group of people that are funny or interesting or original, or the antagonist, the mm-hmm. evil one, has to be interesting or funny or something about him. Mm-hmm. And also, the deaths have to be interesting. Mm-hmm. That, that's what. I, if I'm going to watch a slasher film, that's at least what I want. Base level. And this, like, obviously Jason's not funny because he never says anything, although you seem to have given him a whole <laughs> script of dialogue internally <laughs> that I wasn't privy to. Um, none of the actual cast are interesting, except Lex of Doig. And the deaths are boring. Like, the first one is great. The first one, you're like, oh, this is going to be cool because they're really thinking. And then the rest are just stab, 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 shot, 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 head off. And you're like, huh. Eh. Okay, fine. And it just drums on and on and on. They're running, they're screaming, they're running, they're mm-hmm. screaming. It's like a Doctor Who episode, they're running, they're screaming. Mm-hmm. And then it ends. So that's a yes for you then. Oh, a huge hit. No, no, it's a miss for me. I didn't like it. Okay. Not bad. It was boring. I pretty much mirror exactly what you say, really. I mean, it's it's incredibly cheap. Yes, very and, But they cheap. managed to do a lot with the effects for the money that they had. But unfortunately, I think the, the sets suffer for it. Right, right, yeah. And I hadn't seen this for a while, and I wondered how it might stand up. Mm-hmm. And some of the performances are terrible. 
They really Lexa, are. Yeah, except like Lexa Dog. Or Kane Hodder. Wow. <laughs> Just trying to get you off that one track that you're on, you know. Um, and it's boring in places. And and for a, for a film that's that's barely scraping ninety minutes, there's a hell of a lot of padding. Yes, there is. Yeah. And it's not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider this to be a Friday the Thirteenth movie. This is something separate to it. I think. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't say I hate it. And there are moments in it that I think are quite fun, but there's not enough of it. Right. And if I'm going to watch a Friday the 13th movie, I'll probably watch the early ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I would say no for me as well. It's a no. Oof, second miss in a row. I know, we're on a roll. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what we'll, uh, our next uh, great uh, loss will be. Yeah. So that's it for this episode of Retrospection. Join us next time when we'll be diving into the richly layered fantasy world of Kroll from 1983. So if you like the show, then rate or review us wherever you listen to us. And if you want to reach out to us, you can email us at retrospection at email.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at Retrospecky. And we're also lurking around on Facebook if you want to send us a message. You can also check out our Spotify playlist where you can hear some of the music from all the films and TV that we've done so far. So until next time... It's a ghoulish goodbye from me. It's a a terrifying terror from me. Bye. Bye.